You are listening to the 100K Hairstylist Podcast, episode number six. I'm James Gartner, hairstylist turned top 200 salon owner. But it wasn't all that long ago that I was a broke stylist just trying to get by. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and I was able to sell my salon and build the business I have today, teaching others exactly how I did it. I created the 100K Hairstylist Podcast to give you a simple, actionable, step-by-step strategy to do exactly the same thing. If you're an ambitious hairstylist, salon owner, or even one in the making who's looking to create a business that is thriving and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Beauty Innovations Professional. Hey, I've got a question for you. If you've ever got frustrated and disappointed from drips and blotchiness during your balayage, then this message is for you because we have a solution that'll give you the most seamlessly blended application every time. What most people do during balayage is use subpar tools. They'll get uneven lift, not enough lift, and flat out unblended messy results. If you continue to paint this way, you'll ultimately lose guests in your salon. Hey, I too suffered from inadequate results from the tools I was using, and that's when it hit me. I wish I had a way to thicken my favorite lightener to get better lift and more blended results. This is when Bali Powder was born, the number one balayage additive on the market. You simply add it to any lightener, and you'll get the perfect consistency for a clean, blended balayage application. For added lift, just use Blonbo's 60 Volume Developer, which was made specifically for open-air techniques. It's your turn to get a beautifully lifted and blended balayage with Beauty Innovations Professional Products. The choice is yours. Keep getting subpar results or become a blended balayage master. What do you want for yourself? Here's what to do. Visit bollypowder.com and use code 100K to get 10% off your first order. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to be here today because we have really got an incredible show. Um, It is going to be something super, super special. Um, If you are interviewing for a salon job and you're feeling a little scared and maybe a little bit nervous, you've got the stresses going, then um, this podcast is for you or video if you're watching um, YouTube or Facebook. Because today we're going to be talking all about how to succeed in a salon interview so that you can be prepared and nail the gig. So let's first start by talking about what most hairstylists do when they're facing a job interview. And that is that they sort of um, do nothing. (laughs) They just pray and hope and show up and um, hope that everything goes well. But for most of them, that does not work out. And I can tell you that from personal experience. Um, You just end up unprepared and it shows to the person that you're interviewing. And um, it's just so important that you come prepared for your interview so that you can set yourself up for success. 
And I can tell you, I have had my fair share of um, interviews. And um, I, you know, I struggled too to get through some of them. Um, And after some of those struggles, I learned how to set myself up so that I could succeed at a salon interview. And I was able to nail my dream job. And thank goodness I had these flubs before I went for the job that I really wanted. Um, So I'm going to um, go ahead and share with you what I've developed. I've developed some do's and don'ts that worked for me. And they've worked for countless other people that I've taught them to. And um, even some of my students have used them not to to just get a job in the salon world, but they've used them to interview with product line companies and become educators with the company because of it. So it worked for me, it worked for them, and it will work for you too. So let's go ahead and jump right on in to some of these do's and don'ts and tips for interviewing. All right, so number one, and this is probably the most important one, and it surprises me every single time um, when this one doesn't get um, addressed on the get-go, and that is your attire, what you're wearing. Um, You have to look the part, so you've really got to know what your salon dress code is. And oftentimes, we have... um, people that will show up. And and I had just met with uh, the salon manager um, of the salon that I work at now because I just needed to kind of refresh my memory because, you know, I've sold the salon. So it's been some time since I've actually participated in an interview. And I just kind of wanted to collect my my brain around it. And I was like, Angela, you know, what are your thoughts around her name's Angela? I said, Angela, what are your thoughts around salon interviewing do's and don'ts? And, you know, can you share some of your stories? And she told me the first thing she said was attire, which I thought was hilarious because that was the first thing that I thought of too. Um, But you've got to look the part. So you have to do a little investigation. Go on to their Instagram page. Go on to the stylists page that work at that Instagram and just take a look at what they're wearing during their salon gigs. Oftentimes you'll see behind the scenes um, and you can just get a general vibe of what the salon is about and what you should be wearing. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and share an image here. This is the first time I've actually um, done something like this on the software. I'm super excited that I figured it out. So I'm just going to go ahead and pull up an example here. All right. So for those of you who are watching me on YouTube and Instagram, you can see this example here. And um, the first one is a girl that is absolutely not hired. (laughs) And she is um, wearing something awfully special. So for those of you who are joining me on Instagram, I'll describe it to you. She has her hair sort of in a beachy, natural state. Um, She's done a little something with her bangs, and her makeup is kind of like she threw it together in the car. She's wearing a tank top. And she is also wearing some jean shorts that are ripped and faded and torn. And she's wearing some Nike kicks on as well. This is somebody who is not giving a first impression. She's she's not looking good. She does not look like she's ready to start work today. And um, the second example is a girl who is totally ready. She has her hair balayaged. She has her makeup on 
point. The hair is completely styled with the curls for days. She's got a blazer on, a cute little blouse. She has a, um, a fun little necklace on. She's got some really cute tweed pants on. If jeans are appropriate for the salon environment, you could pair it with some really cute non-ripped or torn jeans. And then, of course, she's got some super cute boots on. She is a wonderful example of a great first impression. And so this is going to be huge. Um, uh, for those of you on Instagram, I'm just going to turn this around real quick. Do, 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 do. There you go. Take a look at that right there. Not hired and hired. Yes, girl. All right, I'm flipping it back around. Woo, okay, here we are. Hello. And um, so that's an example for you. I'm going to go ahead and bring myself back on. Hello, hello, I'm back. Attire. So make sure that you're looking the part. Um, you know, that girl who shows up in her Nike kicks and some ripped up jeans um, is probably not going to leave the best first impression. Um, and generally, I find that those people who show up also um, create the cardinal sin, sin number two, which is being on time. A lot of times, people who don't dress the part aren't actually on time for their interview as well. And um, if you're late for an interview with um, a high-end salon, you can pretty much go home because um, it is without a doubt. And if you're late and you aren't dressed the part, you can, can pretty much consider that interview over. Um, oftentimes, I would have somebody show up and they would be late and they wouldn't be dressed for the part. And I would say, you're not quite what we're looking for. I'm so sorry, but thank you so much for showing up today. Um, and I would let them know, you know, next time it would be appropriate to dress the part and to show up on time. Um, you know, feel free to apply again when you're ready and um, we can try this interview one more time. I'm not going to not give them a second chance, but I'm definitely going to let them know that that is a huge no-no um, when it comes to interviewing. So um, the third thing, like we talked about a little bit, is going to be makeup. You want to make sure that your makeup is done professionally. You know, it's, you're, you're a hairstylist. You go through makeup courses in cosmetology. You do not want to look like you've been wearing your makeup um, for three days and you just woke up, rolled out of bed, and came to your interview. Um, I was talking to my salon manager, Angela, and she said that she had had a... Um, <laughs> <laughs> she had had somebody show up and she said her makeup was so cakey and crumply and just um, uh, not not perfect. And it was a huge turnoff for her and she just couldn't stop staring at this makeup. And she said it looked like she had been wearing it for days and days. So be sure that your makeup is flawless and that you are on trend and that you are looking lit. You know, you want to make sure it is on point. And then the third thing, and this is a huge one, and in fact, um, you know, I have had this happen many times. I have heard other people tell me that they have happened, had this happen many times during an interview, and that is um, cigarettes, the smell of cigarettes. Huge no-no. And um, I know that interviewing for a salon can be stressful. And I know that for a lot of people, that stress reliever is going to be to smoke. However, maybe you can, if it, you know, if that's your, your thing, um, 
you can go to a vape instead of actually smoking a cigarette before you get to your interview because they smell horrible. And while you might not be able to smell them, the person interviewing you can smell them. And you can pretty much consider it a turnoff because when you're working with customers, customers don't want you smelling like cigarettes either. So no cigarettes before your interview. And in fact, my suggestion is you quit that shit. But anyhow, I was a smoker once. I get it. So I'm not just being one of those people who are like, you should quit. It's nasty. I smoked for seven years and I have now been clean for a decade. So I did it. You can do it. Quit them. They're nasty. They're gross. They have no benefit in your life. Um, Chew gum. (laughs) So anyway, the fifth thing is to have passion. This is huge. You want to be excited about working for whatever company it is that you're interviewing. You want people to feed off of the fact that you're excited about your industry, you're excited about what you do, and you want that passion to come through and show. So part of that is asking questions like, what is your intern program like? What is your onboarding program like? What opportunities are there for me to learn and grow? Because that shows that you're passionate about what you do and that you want to grow and succeed in your gig. A lot of times, you know, I would interview people and I would say, do you have any questions for me? And they would say, nope, I think you've covered it all. And that really just shows me a lack of passion. It shows me that there's no fire, there's no drive. Because oftentimes people who have drive and fire behind them are going to ask appropriate questions. Like, what am I going to get out of this? What what am I going to learn? What is your pay scale? Um, So that I know how I can grow up through the ranks as far as pay goes. Um, I, you know, people also ask questions like, what are your prime times in the salon? I want to work those shifts. Um, As a new hire, how can I help the salon grow? What are your needs right now? These things show that that person is super, super passionate about what they do. So make sure that you ask questions along the way when you're interviewing. Now, the other thing is you may also get a shadow day. This happens very frequently in high-end salons because they want to make sure that that you can not only interview and you can be personable and you have the personality that it takes to be a successful hairdresser, but that you can also um, morph and adapt yourself to interning and being a part of a team environment. So oftentimes there's shadow days, and I want to tell you a little story here. So I had had a gal who interviewed and we immediately put her into a shadowing and she got behind the chair with me and um, I had one of my guests and I told them I'm having a shadow day today. We're going to see if she's a good fit for the for the gig. So this will be a lot of fun for you and I. And so, you know, of course, it gets the customers involved and they're like, "Ooh, how fun. And um, so the girl came up to me and I introduced her to my customer and I said, she's shadowing me today. I'm super excited to have her here. And um, I began doing what I do on my guest. And um, there she was. She just stood there stiff as a board. Didn't say a single word. And just asked no questions. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to break the ice. Maybe she's nervous. So I tried to bring her in. I said, so um, what I'm doing here today on her is this, this, and this. And I explained what I was doing. And she's still no engagement, no interaction. She just nodded and and agreed. And um, I was I was completing the process. And it was just seeming kind of awkward because there was there was really no um, help or engagement. She didn't jump in to do anything to help me. And um, I remember dropping my clip. And I looked down at the clip, my customer looked down at the clip. 
the person shadowing looked down at the clip and then she looked right back up. She didn't bother to pick it up, (laughs) didn't bother to do anything. And so I waited about 30 seconds to see if she was going to go down and, and grab that clip and pick it up. And she left it on the floor. So at that point, I turned around and I said, I want to thank you so much for shadowing with me today. Um, you can go ahead and leave. We'll call you um, and and let you know. And we never called her. And the reason is because you really have to be involved. If you're shadowing somebody, especially one of the top people in the organization, you're going to want to make sure that you are doing everything you can to assist that person because that means that you're passionate, like I said, and that you are you have that fire and drive and you want to absorb as much knowledge as you possibly can. And um, so I was doing highlights and all sorts. She could have handed me foils. She could have asked, is there anything I can do for you? Or even, um, so I see that you're doing this. Why are you doing that? That would have showed me that she had fire and drive and determination. And again, she could have picked that clip up when I dropped it. So these are all things that I share with you because I feel like it's important for you to know them so that when you get into these situations, you can be prepared and ready to roll. Now, let me give you a flip side of this, okay? I had a gal show up one time and her attire was on point. Hair was done. Makeup was done. She was wearing all black because our uh, she felt like that was what salons have. Now, in our salon, I have to wear all black in the salon that I'm in currently. Um, I can do like a little pop of color in my shoes and thank goodness for that because I need a little pop of color in my life. But in my salon, when I owned it, we could wear jeans. They just had to be appropriate and you had to wear something fashionable and stylish and And so um, she had these cute, solid color tweed pants on, a blazer. She was looking fierce. And we put her right into a shadowing, which a lot of times throws people off. But for her, it did not. She jumped right on in. She said hello to my customers. She asked if they needed anything, which I thought was way above and beyond. Um, She asked if I needed anything and how she could help me. And um, she handed me my foils when I was foiling. She asked if she could mix me some more color went in the back and mixed me some more color and came back and actually mixed the right things. And so um, she was hired immediately right there on the spot, got the job. She did not smoke cigarettes, even though she was a cigarette smoker, she did not smell like it. So I don't know whether she did or she didn't, but she cleaned herself up and she was legit. And like I said, she had passion. She asked questions and she did the things needed to show that she was eager and ready for this job. So those are some of my interview tips for you guys. And um, so it's your turn now. It's your turn to sort of master these interviewing skills. And I hope that these tips have helped you when you're going for your first interview. Um you know, I want you to succeed when you're interviewing and get that job that you're dreaming of. And whether it's your first job as a cosmetologist or your next one, knowing how to succeed in in an interview is the most important thing that you can do um, so that you can succeed. So now what I want you to do is I want you to take this a step further. Um, I'm offering a free training and it's coming up here soon. And I want you to know that once you get 
get that job, your job isn't over. Yes, you're going to be learning, but you're also going to want to learn how to fill your books. It is both your job and the salon's job to get yourself booked up and to start making that cash. And um, I want to show you some methods for that. Absolutely free. Um, I've helped countless stylists with growing their books, and I'm doing that myself during this pandemic. And um, it is working. So I want you to sign up for this free training. It is at gartnerjames.com slash fillmybooks. And that will take you to the next step after you get your interview so that you can learn how to grow your books and start making that cash. I appreciate you guys so much for joining me today. And I cannot wait to see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 100K Hairstylist Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take a second to leave a review so that we can share the word with others who may enjoy this. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one and get instant access to freebies, trainings, ebooks, and courses that will help you thrive as a hairdresser and salon owner, go to GartnerJames.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.